Troy, I got a question for you. As a young yeah. boy, I want you to go back to Troy as a young boy. Mm. Okay. Are you there? I'm, I, I am there. <laughs> and I'm, my mind just went back to seventh grade, which was an absolutely miserable time of my life. So thanks, Scott. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you remember at any point, seventh grade, younger, older, Troy as a young boy, your mom talking to you about health issues or, you know, did you have, did you learn any lessons from your mom about your health? I would say, yes, I did. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I can think of lessons okay. I learned growing up about my health. So sure. Yeah. So, so does she actually sit you down and say, now, Troy, this is, you're a, you're a boy. You're, you're becoming a man now. <laughs> does she actually impart wisdom upon you or is this just more stuff you observed or what? Uh, probably a combination. Yeah. Healthy habits observed and um, just, just points of emphasis in terms of activity, exercise, you know, not watching a lot of TV, um, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So that was something that was actively kind of either discussed or modeled in your home. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The one thing we could always watch on TV if we wanted is the news. If we wanted to watch the news, we could watch the news. So I grew up watching the news. Okay, Mitch, how about you? Do you, do you as a young boy, remember your mom talking to you about health or did you pick up any lessons? Uh, what kind of comes to mind is that uh, back when I was younger, my mom was big into biking and she had this group of amazing, like strong women and they'd go out and they'd do these big bike races and stuff together. And That's I cool. remember, yeah, right. And uh, the two big memories that come to my mind is one, a time when she invited me along to join her at the gym to work out. And she teased me a little bit that she could lift more than me. And then <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a second, uh, her and my father, before I was born, agreed who was going to have the different big talks they felt kids needed to have. And my mom was the one that, I don't know if they drew straws or she just volunteered, but she's the one that gave me the sex talk. So mm. those are my two big, like, definite. And of course, modeling. Yeah, she was very, very healthy. She still takes an active role in her health. And it's, you know, and it's something that I, I try really hard to to learn from. But man, those two things were the big memories of okay. health conversations as a kid. Yeah. Who's going to forget that second one? Yeah, I did. I don't remember anybody having that second one with me. <laughs> well, you just never had it. If you had no, it, you would I mean, never. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to put my my. You know, I don't want to put my mom in a bad light or anything. But I I thought long and hard. Like I don't really remember like a conversation. I guess she made of all of our meals. And if I was to really look back, she modeled good nutrition because every meal had a protein and a veggie and a fruit. Right? You know. Mm-hmm. So and they were very well balanced. But I don't remember like her actively engaging in my health or saying you need to be active or you need to exercise or any of that sort of thing. And maybe she did. I don't know. Today, we have a mom on the show that is taking an active role and using information from the Who Cares About Men's Health podcast because she wants her son to be his healthiest self. So this is the second in a series of episodes that we're calling Women Who Care About Men's Health. And this is an effort to continue to challenge old paradigms And by doing so, we're asking women what they want the men in their lives to know about health because it's just a different perspective. And before Mitch, especially, or any of us, (laughs) regresses into this inner grumpy teenager, and we know Mitch had one, who doesn't want their mom to tell them anything about anything. Let's just remember we're adults here and that our moms just want the best of us no matter how old we are. So this is some good perspective. This is Who Cares About Men's Health, information, inspiration, and a different interpretation of men's health. My name is Scott Singpill. I bring the BS, the DMD, to my BS, Dr. Troy Madsen. 
Hey, Scott. Excited to be here, and I'm very excited for this conversation. He's an I Care About My Health convert, producer Mitch. Hey there. And because Troy knows today's guest best, I'm going to let Troy introduce her. Well, this is Melanie, our listener Melanie from Virginia. She is an avid listener. She says she loves the podcast, but even better, she's my youngest sister and <laughs> one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, I, I love Melanie so much, and I am so glad she agreed to join us on the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be part of this. This is my first. I'm an avid listener, so I was very excited for the opportunity to to speak on the podcast. So the question is, I mean, you're an avid listener. Is it because Troy is on it, or did you discover <laughs> it before Troy, or...? That would be awesome. <laughs> um, no, it, I was introduced to it because of Troy. So even if Troy wasn't on the show, you would, would still you be would, listening. You would listen. I, I yeah. recommend it to all my friends. That's so exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. So tell us a little bit. So you have a you have a boy. His name's Rivers. Tell us a little bit about Rivers and um, how you've used the podcast and uh, talking to him about his health. A different experience than I experienced as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So Rivers is um, he's my only child, and I had the opportunity. To, he's a, a runner. Um, surprise, surprise. So <laughs> yeah, seems to run at the family and he's 13 years old. Right? Yeah. 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 So in sixth grade, he began running and, um, he recognized pretty, um, early on that he's a very good runner and, um, he, just actually once won the the race last Saturday and, and set a record for the freshman, but he's in eighth grade. And I had the opportunity to coach Rivers for a year. And that was really fun because I got to have um, a lot of involvement, not only with Rivers, but also with um, all the kids his age. And so uh, they spent a lot of time getting to uh, asking me different questions with nutrition and with, um, you know, injuries or aches and pains, things like that, sleeping, all of those things. Um, so we talk about uh, ex uh, health all the time in our family. Um, that's probably River's number one topic of conversation. Really? Wow. wow. Oh, yes. Um, and so... So uh, it's he's always challenging me, um, always giving me new things to look at. And so I've definitely pulled on the podcast many times um, to have him listen to different things, different perspectives, um, and also credibility. Uh, it's always nice to say, hey, this is what, um, you know, Troy or the Thunder says about this and how to to go about doing different things. So. Um, it's been a, actually a huge help and he loves listening to you guys. Oh. Um, like it, he, it's just it's such a fun podcast because he feels like he's one of the guys and uh, <laughs> I love it. That's great. Hey, How are you doing, man? I love it. That's yeah, awesome. Just hanging out with us, chatting. Yeah. Right. That's really cool to hear that he's, he's into it and listens. I always tell Melanie, you know, if it's John Smith, be sure and screen it before you let her listen to it. <laughs> Anything John Smith, you gotta, you gotta screen it. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe a couple more years he'll be listening yeah, to John yeah. Smith. Maybe and, not, not right now. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Melly, I understand, first of all, before we get into this and before we get to your list, what's your list? What did you call your list here for the show? Uh, the top five healthy habits uh, for life. Okay. <laughs> top five healthy habits for life. So, if you have 
sons, um, you know, these might be five things that will be useful to you. But before we get to that, you said you had a little game. You're going to yeah. test our Troy Madsen knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so- I already have an answer. Talking about running. I oh think my that's God. the answer. Yeah. <laughs> something, something about running. I yeah. know. Like, like, what does he do all the time? Talking about, no, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So it's a, okay. So it's a Troy trivia question and it's just okay. a question to start things out. Okay. So what is a favorite song on Troy's running playlist? Oh, this is great. Okay. Oh, wow. It's um, specifically the year 1999. And it so, could be arguably not a not a song. Well, I'm going to say Boz Lerman wears sunscreen. Oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah. got it. You got it. Oh! You got it, Scott. Yeah. Strong work, man. <laughs> I'm glad you put that. That's so cool, Melanie. You put that on there. That is. That's on my my running playlist. I listen to it, and I love it because that's the year I graduated from college. So it's kind yeah. of you know kind of my graduation song. And there's, there's so much wisdom in it. Like, you know, a lot of it's just kind of silly stuff. A lot of it's just like, you know, I always think the race is long and in the end it's only with yourself. That's one of the things in there. Like don't compare yourself to others. Half your choice, you know, your choices are half luck. So are everybody else's, you know, it's just stuff in there. It's just like, it just kind of right. It's like, Hey, it's cool. So anyway, tempo wise, not a great running song, but here's what I think I know about Troy running is just as much therapy as anything else. So this yeah. is some positive affirmations during yeah. his running is what it is. This serves. It really is. Yeah, wow. exactly. You're exactly right. That's cool. Um, okay, so now that you guys know this, um, what I've done is I've gone through, as Troy said, there's a lot of great quotes in it, lots of great things to um, think about. And so I'm going to give a line from the song, and then you guys need to guess what the healthy habit, and sometimes I lump a few habits together. Okay. And, okay, yeah. Okay. And to, and to kind of frame, the framework of this, of course, is these are healthy habits you want to teach rivers or you've taught rivers or exactly you feel are important that that, that young boys, you know, future men should know. Yes, exactly. I mean, Um, he's a 13 year old. I'm sorry, rivers. I keep calling you a young boy. I really apologize. That's (laughs) (laughs) The kid's a teenager. Give him some credit. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to bring it up. All right. Let's go ahead. So are we starting with number five or number one? Are these in any particular order? not in any order of importance okay. it's the order of in which the quote comes in the song all right well hmm. let's let's go i'm looking forward to this this sounds okay. fun okay great okay so the first one is as you guys could guess um wear sunscreen yeah <laughs> if i could if i could offer you one tip for the future sunscreen, sunscreen would be it the rest of the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience <laughs> i love it I love it. <laughs> All right, so so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that the, the the health message is more than just wearing sunscreen, which is a great health message. It is um, pre- preventative care. It's, it could, it's about preventative care. It's about prevention. Very nice. good. About being nice. proactive in your health. So yeah, expand on that a little bit. That thought. Okay, so what I was thinking about is that um, preventative care is by far the cheapest care, you know, um, Mm -hmm. the floss is super cheap. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Sonicare toothbrushes are expensive in comparison to a crown. 
they're just pennies, right? Sure. And then you've got your um, sunscreen, hats, sunglasses, and then, of course, your yearly exams, which I feel like are the number one way. You guys have talked about this a lot. Um, the number one way to uh, prevent illnesses or uh just preventive care in general yeah preventing yeah, yeah. like just screening cancer your cancer yeah, screening. Get, a, get a handle on things before they become a big problem yeah. yeah yeah exactly um and so i just and i feel like it's very common um for women to typically stay on top of these things um and then men if they are on top of it it's often because their partner has scheduled them um and I think that it's important for men to take that proactive role, um, including, you know, like the the checks from the dermatologist, skin checks. Um, yeah, that's great. I like that you brought up flossing. And just to yeah. and just to put that in perspective, too, Melanie could probably give you the exact cost of a crown since her husband is a dentist. Ben oh. is a dentist. So, so she could, she could put, a, put a price on that. But yeah. but yeah, just simple stuff like that. I And I, I can attest to that 100%. There is so much value in prevention you know, the more time I spend in medicine, the more I'm just a believer in the best approaches is prevention, especially being in the ER where you see the end result of all the stuff that wasn't prevented. Um, if you can just do the prevention, it's just, that's, that's the way to go for sure. Even just yesterday, I had some pretty serious men, uh, dental work done and mm. I have, I have good teeth, I thought, and I brush twice a week, whatever. And my dentist was like, I know the studies say you don't have to floss every day, but you got to floss sometimes. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't know about that. But here <laughs> I am getting like shots and numbed and scraped and feeling miserable the next day. And it, it's, it really would have taken me like maybe a like 10, 15 seconds a couple times a week with some cheap string to like well, avoid that whole experience. Well, a day, I yeah. would say, as opposed well, to a week. But. Even, sure, but I, just from zero, let's take yeah. little steps. Let's okay, take little I'm steps sorry, today. I'm All right. <laughs> just floss on Sundays or something. Yeah, Sure, <laughs> at the very that's least. Good, that's a good starting point. Yeah. All right, I love it. Prevention. So wear that sunscreen. Um, do those things in your life that can help uh, alleviate bigger problems down the road or try to figure out, you know, what it is you're doing that could lead to them and, and try to minimize that. That's good advice. I like it. What's number two? Know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubble gum. I mean, I'm going to say this is about mental health. Yep, exactly. When I'm talking to rivers, I refer to it as eddies, like when you're going down a river and the water just spins around and around and it's so hard to get out of. Um, and that's those ruminating thoughts or you're worrying about this and that. And so, um, what I feel like, um, I'm trying to teach him is creating a habit of daily meditation every day and, um, breathing techniques. Uh, I really like Mitch has mentioned it in the podcast before the square breathing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've talked to a lot of the kids on the cross country team about that square breathing because, um, I feel like sports brings out a lot of these things. They bring out um, those underlying anxieties. And so before races, um, we have kids that are throwing up and just like really worked up. <laughs> and so it's, I talked to them about taking, um, a, stepping away from the group and just working on that square breathing. And so, and I, I tell Rivers, I say with those daily meditations, it's not to, um, prevent, it's not to fix the problem right then. It's to help you when the problem arises. 
Um, and just just to hop in real quick, uh, it's not just sports. I teach a uh, Com 101 course at the community college and every single student there has to public speak. It's a required assignment. I spend a whole day talking about anxiety and teaching them box breathing because yeah. that little bit of fear of being in front of a bunch of people you don't really know and having to give a speech and everything like that, like... I cannot tell you night and day now that I've started to incorporate like a discussion of anxiety and t teaching them to box breathe, how much better and less afraid they feel speaking. And it's just, I, I just wish all younger people were taught this. Like I just learned it like what a year ago, but like, I just wish everyone knew it. So I'm glad to hear that you're using it too. Yeah. That's so great too. Yeah. I love that you're talking to the team about it because I, yeah, I remember being back river's age and running. So I ran the mile in track and the mile was always the last event of the day. So you'd go to these track meets and you would just sit around all day waiting for it <laughs> and just feeling so anxious and feeling miserable. And the, you know, the guys doing the hurdles and stuff are done by like 9am and just chilling and hanging out with the girls. And I'm like, just, you know, I'm like, just like this nervous wreck, just waiting for this miserable race to finish out the day. So I wish I had more coaching on anxiety at that point, or at least I wish I had done hurdles instead of the mile. Released <laughs> do the sprinting events. Yeah, the sprinters are always done fast. You know, they're always the bigger, tougher guys. Anyways, they're just like just chilling, having a great time. Just like, why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> when you said that line from the song, I'm going to take this analogy a little bit further the, the way my brain took it. So worrying is like trying to solve an algebra problem by chewing bubble gum. I think mental health, sometimes we do things that aren't actually helping us to address our mental health issues, mm -hmm. uh, a la chewing bubble gum, like the best way to solve the algebra equation, get out the pencil and figure it out, right? Yeah. So I think it's about developing the skills and the tools necessary that actually have been proven to help with whatever mental health issues you're facing with, whether it's the normal stuff that all of us face or you have something a little bit more extreme like anxiety disorder or something like that. Be sure you're getting those tools that are actually going to help. Don't go to tools that don't like buying stuff on Amazon or drinking or drugs or those sorts of things. That's kind of what I took away from that. So I'm going to go ahead and add that there. Oh, yeah, that's excellent. Number three. Yes, this is good. I'm liking this. All right. Enjoy your body. Use it every way you can. It's the greatest instrument you'll ever own. I'm going to go ahead and say um, one time when I was at the playground, I was watching this kid and doing just that. Like this kid would watch his feet when he ran. He would jump up on things. He would jump off of things. He was just experiencing the joy of moving and getting out and doing things with his body. And I'm just like, how come we lose that when we get older? Why don't we do those things and have fun with those things? Why does that either we abandon entirely or we... We sit on a boring exercise cycle all day, you know? So seriously, there's this, um, there's a, like a military park nearby where the military does their drills and things like that. Um, and I don't think they really like people getting on it. <laughs> but, but my husband, Ben and Rivers, um, just love doing the stuff and, I always think like we need to have adult playgrounds. Yes, <laughs> yeah. sure. You're absolutely right. I felt the exact same way, Melanie. But I think what you're getting at here is physical activity, right? Just find something that you want to do and enjoy it. Yes, exactly. I think um, it was quite a few years, like at least like three years ago, and Troy had told me um, that he just 
made it, uh, when he first started running, he made sure he ran just a minimum of 20 minutes a day. It was like, he could do it even when, um, you know, he had a late shift or, um, like on really tough days, he could still get in that 20 minutes. And, um, I just feel like that's an excellent floor. So that's what I've been trying to always stick to. And, um, and I, it's been neat because as Rivers has gotten into his running, things like that, that's really kind of become his standard is making sure even in the summer, he, he's like, okay, I've got to do, you know, a physical activity for at least 20 minutes. Um, yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. And nice. I think that, you know, and, and it's great because, you know, lots of times it's a, a lot longer over an hour or more, but that 20 minutes is doable. Um, yeah. So, and then I lumped into that one as well, nutritious eating. Um, And, and what I was thinking about um, is I just loved the whole podcast uh, series where you guys were learning to cook. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun. And I love trying the recipes that you guys were learning. Um, And I was thinking how it would be really neat uh, if I could eventually like, which I have not done well with, but send Rivers out of the house when he graduates with, you know, where he can easily say, okay, I can make seven nutritious meals. Right. Mm. Reliably and easily and at low cost, you know? That's great. I wish I had that because it was, yeah, that's where college is when I got my roller food addiction, you know, like that's when that happened was it was like, oh, just walk down to the sev on the way home from class. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah, that's not a skill I had for sure. Yeah, my <laughs> my cooking skills were limited to microwave hot dogs and mm-hmm. microwave sausage and other microwavable meats. So that's pretty much that's reduced my skills. And I think um, sometimes you hear people say, you know, you need to have a wide variety of stuff. But Thunder has even mentioned this just in passing. We've never done like an in-depth conversation about this. That that's not kind of how a lot of people eat. People tend to have four or five things that they go back to all the time. And he says as a nutritionist, that's fine. Mm-hmm. As long as those are balanced, you know, it actually makes it easier, right? Because you can, you could easily make it and you don't have to stress about it. Um, you don't have to think too much about it, right? You're yeah. lowering that barrier of getting some nutritious food prepared. So I love that. I think that's such a great skill to send rivers out in the world with. Yeah. yeah, I like that too because there's a lot of times I'll show up at the grocery store and it's like, oh, I didn't make my whole meal plan and grocery list today. Uh, or, you know, and, but if you have just a couple recipes, you know, you're uh-huh. like, okay, I need the, the cucumber, the red pepper, the quinoa and the black beans, you know, you just. That you zesty just, lentil, right? Like it's yes, all, all the exactly. What's your next one on your list? What's number four? Understand that friends come and go, but with a precious few, you should hold on. Mm, yeah. That one really resonates with me a lot. Like I hear, Yeah. Yeah, is that, like is that about like the male loneliness and the inability <laughs> to like make friends? I didn't we do an episode yeah. on that? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's yeah. I mean, I think that one's really about friendship and reaching out to people and and uh, trying to and uh, I think that also I think it continues on. It says something like the older you get, the more you need people you knew when you were young, which is an interesting thought. Again, I think it probably relates more to keeping in touch with friends, maintaining friendships, developing new friendships, um, kind of that social aspect. And that next line, what that says to me is sometimes you need to have somebody that can say, hey, 
you're not the same person you were five years ago. What's up? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Right. It has that, that shared sense of yeah. history that, that knows, yeah. that knows the Troy that was versus the Troy that is, and is able to, you know, pick that out and, and, and bring that up too. And I think it yeah. also speaks to being, not being afraid to have a deeper relationship with somebody and maybe broaching a, a topic that's a little scary to you when you need yeah. to. Uh, it can go both ways. Melanie, um, why don't you expand on your thoughts on that? It's very common to see women out walking with their friends or uh, running groups with women, things like that. Um, but I feel like men, um, it's very easy to not um, take care of that social side that we all need. We're, we're people of that need other people. And, um, and it's important to have that time, um, with friends and doing things that you love to do. And so it's a great way if, you know, you can get somebody to go run with or to go cycle with and, um, and just be able to get, you know, your physical activity in as well as get some time to talk to a friend. Um, yeah. And I think for rivers, that's a great lesson because right now it's easy to have friends, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Friends are built into every aspect of, of the life when you're younger. But then when you start going out on your own, it's a lot more difficult and you have to actively work at that. So is that, is that a conversation you've had or will have or? Yeah, I think that that's a big thing. And just, um, recognizing, um, yeah, that, that you need to make time for that. Since this is the mom episode. The one thing that my mom taught taught me about this is she always talked about how you had to find your tribe. Because mm -hmm. for some people, you know, we don't have tribes in our families. Um, some of us, we have to go out and find our own. And especially for men, once we leave the home, once you're, you know, not in school and it becomes really, really hard to find them and stuff, it can be really easy to shrink down and try to get through this life 100% by yourself. And that's not how humans are supposed to be, Right. And so she always used to talk about, like, find people in your tribe and find the people that you want to be a part of your journey, be a part of, you know, seeing you, wanting to see you, wanting to see you succeed and help you when you need it. And so, yeah, um, if we're, you know, reaching out to Rivers right now, like, start getting into the habit now, right? Because, man, when... When you're even my age, I'm about to turn 35 and I'm having, I have some good people, but it, it is a, it's a challenge. And I wish I had spent more time when I was younger building some of those. Yeah. Hey Rivers, I'd recommend being a lone wolf like Scott, like yeah. Uncle Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need anybody. Yeah, you're and good. Yourself. You're you tough. Yeah. <laughs> How's that going? How's that? Yeah, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're, we're almost to the end here, which makes me a little sad. This has been a lot of fun. What is number five on the list? So this one is be careful with the advice you buy, but be patient with those who supply it. <laughs> okay. So what do you think I'm trying to get at with that one? That's a good, that's a good line for the listeners of this podcast <laughs> it's like, be patient with, with us as we try to provide advice because we're kind of clueless we're, so we're figuring just, we're, it out we're trying to figure it out yeah. yeah i don't know that we provide advice as much as we just try to create a forum to talk about 
you know, stuff. So yeah, what was your thought? What were you going for? Okay, so this is a little bit of a maze, <laughs> but yeah. what it is is um, I want it to be be a consumer of knowledge, not of social media, and. Oh. Um, the reason why is I feel like, well, one, um, Ben likes to tell Rivers often, he says, readers are leaders. And so, um, and are you going to spend your time reading books written by experts or watching TikTok hacks on how to be more effective? Mm. Uh, that's, that's a line of, nice. but, um, why I, why I feel like this is a health habit is because I feel like we're way more likely to stay up late watching TikTok and scrolling social media than we are, um, consu- you know, reading, um, great literature or, um, you know, things to help uh, improve our, our uh, knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, And so I feel like protecting sleep, we must treat it like it's an important activity. Um, I I think we said it before that sleep is the new um, smoking (laughs) and that we need to uh, just make sure we're getting in that sleep every night, the amount that we need. And um, so many is really common now in the high school for kids to just going on very limited sleep and then just drinking the energy drinks oh sure yeah Yeah. that Um, was me that was me it's not just now it was there (laughs) we have been around forever yes yes and um you know and it's just crazy i'll hear about kids that are up until 3 a.m playing video games and and that's just you know that that sleep is just not being cared for the way it should be Prioritizing sleep can be really, really hard. Um, and it's something that I've come to appreciate since we started doing the podcast. When you lump that in with, it's just as important as mental health, nutrition, and activity mm-hmm. for staying healthy now and in the future. I mean, it can kind of make you prioritize. And I struggle with that same thing, right? Like, I think that there are some good things on social media. There are good some sources out there and there are some, there's some good information. But it can also be very addicting and you can end up, yeah. you know, sacrificing a good hour, hour and a half before bed when really if you'd invested that in your sleep, that's just a direct investment in your uh, your health. So I appreciate, Melanie, that you gave that importance. Any final thoughts as we wrap this up? Like when you think about, you know, you think about Rivers and what you would want him to take out of a conversation with his buds, his buddy Scott, his Uncle Troy. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mitch. I'm Mr. Mitch. (laughs) Mr. Mitch. (laughs) Very, very formal for Mitch. The rest of us are tight with him. (laughs) Yeah. I'm curious um, what you guys would say if you were, um, I don't know, like looking back at where you were as a teenager and what you wish that you had prioritized or that you were happy that you did. And that you feel like it made a big difference. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Mitch can go ahead and start. I got on one. Oh, good. It was a journal prompt in some self-help book I'm in now. So like, don't worry about it. Here we go. Dear 13-year-old Mitch and Rivers. Uh-huh. The big thing that we, to really focus on is getting deep in your heart, in your soul, in the back of your mind that this life is your life. This body is your body. Your health is your health. Be curious. Try things out. 
and want and figure out what works best for you. Don't assume that you are a failure just because you didn't do it the way that someone else did. Do it what find out what works for you and commit to it. So that's my little bit of uh, thing oh. I wish I learned forever ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just decades of being like, uh, I'm like, can't be healthy because I don't look like a guy on a cover of a magazine. Like, yeah, yeah no, we don't need to do that. So There's so much comparison. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, high school is the worst. Junior high. <laughs> comparison. I mean, what a rough place. Yeah. Uh, Troy, do you want to go? Uh, I think I really liked the part where we talked about the um, anxiety piece of it. And I love that Melanie's coaching the team and talking to Rivers yeah. about anxiety and coping strategies. I wish I had more of that. You know, I, I think a lot of my early teen years as very anxious years and so yeah. much healthier than like just power through it, you know, yeah, or be strong exactly. or whatever. It's ah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, you don't talk about it. You just power through it. You just say oh, it's there. You just got to, you got to, you know, do whatever it is in spite of it um, rather than acknowledging it and finding coping strategies. So, so I think that's wonderful. You're doing that. Oh, thank you. I think my big thing would be consistency in healthy activities and, and not, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with the word, just, be consistent over being fanatical. I spent a lot of my time with a lot of the, my health habits being fanatical for short periods of time and then not being anything for a long period of time. <laughs> right. And I just think with stuff like activity, you know, if you can get in that 20 minutes a day, I think that's brilliant, right? That's, that's all it takes. Um, I think being consistent most of the time with what you eat and allowing yourself to, you know, stray from that once in a while. But I think just consistency across the board with sleep, with everything, that would be my advice. I love Something that. I wish I would have known earlier in my life. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's, um, I, I listened to another podcast um, and uh, the host talks about floors and ceilings and having that floor to help with consistency. And that wasn't something I realized until I was well into my thirties. And, um, it definitely makes a big difference. Um, yeah. overall health. Yeah. We yeah. have to be perfect and hit the ideal every time. We just have to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just have something that's achievable, do it consistently. And then now and then you do some really cool stuff, you know, that's a lot more difficult, but yeah. Spend a lot of time laying on the floor. <laughs> Once in a while hit the ceiling, I guess. Yeah, sure. exactly. As long it's as your good. floor is high enough, right? You want yeah. to have a reasonable floor. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so let's wrap this show up like we do with a challenge. Um, call your mom or a mom-like <laughs> person in your life and and ask them, like, you know, catch up a little and then ask them about your health. Like, how are they perceiving it? What do they care most about when it comes to your health? Probably you're going to surprise them. I can see my mom's reaction already, but I'm going to try this. Uh, you know, ask them, is there anything that they're concerned about? Is there anything that they'd like to tell you? And um, you might be surprised by the answers they give, and it might give you a little insight into your life. And I would uh, recommend that whatever it is they say, just absorb it, take it in, resist the urge, uh, especially if it's something a little negative to, you know, strike back right away, just marinate on it. And you might find some truth in those words that might help you become healthier and a better person. Let us know how that goes for you. (laughs) (laughs) This this will be interesting. (laughs) Uh, by emailing us, hello at thescoperadio.com. Hello at thescoperadio.com. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring about men's health.